You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is Monday, June 21st. Happy belated Father's Day to everyone out there. But we've got a lot to talk about about your Pittsburgh Steelers. To do it with me, we've got Adam Bittner from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, a returning guest to this show. And who's Trey Turner, this Pro Bowl guard that, that the Steelers took a visit for on Friday? What does it mean for David DeCastro? We'll talk about that in the first segment and look at what remaining free agents out there should take priority for the Steelers just because of their depth chart. And we'll also talk about the Dwayne Haskins hype train. What does it actually mean? Is there a legit battle for the future starting quarterback position of the Pittsburgh Steelers going on this year? All that right in today's episode, which you can subscribe to on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or the app Odyssey. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout out at the end of the show. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them that Locked On sent you. Let's get into it. So we had him on a couple weeks ago. So we had such a good response from our friend Adam Bittner at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with his visit a couple Thursdays ago. We had to bring him back. We brought him back on a Monday to kick off the week. Adam, first of all, welcome back um, to the show. Thanks for making time. How you been, my man? I've been good. It finally feels like summer. Getting into, <laughs> getting into the summer relaxing mode. Um, you know, we're getting Steelers offseason program behind us, which means the next big waypoint is uh, training camp. Right. Yeah. Now it's just about, you know, more so just every, you know, the Steelers are going to go on vacation. You know, you know, we're going to keep talking about things. But now this is like the month and a half ish time of the year where it's like, OK, let's see what, you know, like, you know, we don't we have anything really new developments unless they sign someone uh, what's going into training camp. But that is probably the biggest thing, the biggest style of news that's going to come in the next month or so with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, the Steelers brought in a veteran as a visitor to, to check them out on Friday. That was a guard, Trey Turner of the Chargers, formerly of, uh, before them, the Panthers. He's a five-time Pro Bowler. He's 28 years old. He's had some, some injury questions, but... The point being, though, he's a five-time Pro Bowl guard, and the Steelers do need depth on their offensive line. And frankly, they also just need an offensive line. Um, but what what's your read on this move, Adam? Because a lot of people, when they were talking about the Steelers' offensive line, if you're going to get a free agent, might have gone offensive tackle and not guard. Yeah, I think I think it all comes back to you know what is the status of David DeCastro? They've been kind of cagey with us about that. Um, he wasn't, you know, during OTAs and stuff, he was, he was in street clothes. They, you, I think you were probably at the stadium the other day, he was in street clothes. So, you know, we haven't really been given a whole lot of answers on that front. Um, so I guess for now, I'm just going to go to the, you know, the question of depth and, um, I don't think any, any depth you can add to this offensive line is bad. I think, you know, if you were being hopeful about this offensive line and, and where you felt its weak points might have been, you might have been looking at tackle or you may have been looking at a center, although they have invested a lot there, um, you know, between the draft pick of Kendrick Green and they have a couple of guys in-house already that they're hoping can at least maybe be a bridge to him. Um, so I think guard was pretty low on my radar. But again, if you if you add if, if you're going to add, I think, 
I think the offensive line is the weakest point of this offense, and I think that they, um, you know, could have done a lot worse than adding there um, and adding a guy with with his pedigree. Um, you know, I, I think I, I think it can only be a good thing. But then, then there's also the alarm bells that kind of sets off about David DeCastro. What do they know that we don't know? Um, so we don't have all the pieces of the puzzle in place yet. Right. And, and that was ultimately the panic that sent shockwaves through Steeler fandom all through Friday was, wait a minute, does this mean David DeCastro isn't coming back this year? Does this mean he can't play? And it, everyone knew, like, you know, it was well reported. Yeah, every single day at minicamp, he was in planes clothes. He was hanging out on the sideline. He was there but he wasn't doing things. And we know last year he had a nagging injury that made him miss the early part of the season. And then he really wasn't playing the normal David DeCastro style of football that he had been, he had shown for all of his career. So that certainly is concerning for Steelers fans. Um, And then when you go get a, when you're, when you go talk to a guy like Trey Turner, it's like, okay, that's not just bringing in a Carl Haig. That's not just going in and signing a guy off the street. That's going and getting a guy who, you know, has the, like you said, that pedigree. Now also Trey Turner, more known as a run blocker. He's a physical guy. He he gets after he gets off the ball. That's something that they could also be like, listen, whether or not David DeCastro's healthy, we need guys in the offensive line who are going to be movers. That could be where the Steelers are putting their mind at right now, because they want to say, Hey, if we're, if you got to get more physical, you need more physical linemen and and you got to be prepared for when you're being physical, it's someone's going to get hurt. And if someone's hurt, you want to have still have guys that can get off the ball and maintain that kind of meanness and nastiness. That's going to set the tone for the run game. Right. And I think, um, you know, we, we talk about I forget, the fourth round pick out of Texas A&M. His name's escaping me. At Dan the Moore Jr. Yes. Um, I actually did a Q and a with a Texas A&M beat writer after the draft. Um, and I said, hey, is, is this guy mean? Is this guy nasty? Um, is he is he what the Steelers have been talking about during this offseason program? And he was kind of evasive and said, I, I don't know, you know, and, and, and so I think that might be something that they're, they've got to teach and they've got to, you know, kind of develop some of these younger guys and having someone with that mentality in that locker room, um, you know, might be good for some of these younger guys on the offensive line as well. Um, so that that's a thought that that may be rattling through their minds. That certainly could be part of it is, is having the guy to set the tone because it's it's one thing to have your coach yell at yell at, yell at you every day and say, hey, this is what you got to do. This is the expectation. But it's not going to take shape unless you have guys in the locker room that know that expectation and push it. And you know, David DeCastro is certainly there. But I mean, look around the rest of the line. Kendrick Green is going to be a rookie. B.J. Finney's coming is a re- a returning backup who hasn't had much success outside of being a backup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Dan Moore Jr., rookie. Zach Banner started one game from them last year before he got before he got hurt. Um, you know, Chakuma Korafor, veteran, but only for a, for a few years and hasn't really blown up yet. Kevin Dotson just got there last year. It's really just David DeCastro. And maybe this is them saying we need age. We need experience. We need, you know, pedigree, pedigree, some guy that that when he walks into the meeting room, that the young bucks do listen to him and help and can kind of be the tone setter with David DeCastro, even if he's coming off the bench to do so. So that's a very good point by you is, you know, age might have played into this as well. And again, he's not too old. He's, He's 28. So that's that's pretty good he just turned 22 so he'll be 28 all this season you know if say you find your guy in him then whenever David DeCastro is done because there's talk about you know is his is his retirement around the corner what's the plan with that 
you know, this, if, if he works out for you, then you have an answer at guard to work alongside Kevin Dotson and Kendrick green moving forward. So lots of interesting positives here, Adam, but we're going to take a break. I want to ask you where you're looking at in free agency. We'll do that right after this break, but first we're going to talk to our friends at betonline.ag. BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Right now, sure, the NFL is done. But you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Adam Bittner of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Adam, so the Steelers have brought in now two big-name veterans for official visits, I guess official visits. I'm still in college mode. Ugh, this is what I do all the time. It's like I'm always talking. I'm just writing all this pit basketball stuff, pit football stuff. It's nuts. Um, and then coming back to the NFL. But they have two visits from, you know, highly touted veterans. First, it was Malik Hooker, the safety from the Colts, who was released. Uh, that, that happened about a week ago. Then Trey Turner this week. It's apparent that they're looking for serious veterans out there. But Adam, this this team, there's a lot of question marks on this roster this year. This isn't like they have Marquise Pouncey and, you know, James Harrison and, and all these longtime veterans that are hanging around holding up spots. There's a lot of young guys that are going to have to step up on this roster. So it, it could help the team to go get veterans to make it so that you're not gambling as much on as, as, as so often on young guys stepping up. Adam, if you look at this roster what are the top spots that you're looking at? Say, hey, they need to go get this guy in this position. I'd uh, I'd like to see another pass rusher, just because um, you know we obviously have a proven commodity there with TJ Watt, um, but I don't I don't really know how proven a commodity that you know Alex Highsmith is at this stage of his career, and I think um, pass rusher is one of those one of those positions that it takes some time to develop and sometimes it never happens. I think we saw that with Jarvis Jones, he didn't pan out. And then I think early in Bud Dupree's career, um, you know, he wasn't what a lot of people wanted from him very early on. And then he kind of turned into the player that people wanted him to be. Um, so, you know, I think it's, it's tough to put a lot of expectations on a second year guy um, on a defense that might have some holes in it if there's some injuries. And um, I, I think that's a lot of pressure to put, put on someone. And I think if you can have at least someone that's, that's mixing in, splitting some snaps, I don't want to call it a platoon situation, but um, you know, someone that can help keep Alex Highsmith fresh and um, you know, still be go out there and be productive. Cause right now I think, you know, you're really falling back on Cassius Marsh 
Um, and and uh, is is that what you want if if Alex Highsmith goes down, or are you going to be scrambling, you know, mid season to go out and get someone and then try to adapt them to your system? I think getting someone in now who's, you know, not only part of the system but also part of the rotation and is is contributing i think that can make that easier if you have an injury somewhere along the way even god forbid if it's it's tj watt maybe you you know obviously there's going to be some downside there but maybe you can limit the downside so i think um that's the position that that i'm most looking at although um you know i'd I'd love to see malik hooker in here just for for no other reason that he's a local guy right um and i think he can help the secondary and add to add to the depth there as well yeah, that's certainly a positive there because that's the thing. They also need help in the secondary. Um, if they could get another safety prospect or prospect, again, college football, basketball talk. Ugh. But if they can get another safety guy on the board, that could allow maybe Terrell Evans to bump down inside more, closer to the line of scrimmage, into the box. That's where he's the most comfortable. If you have two guys back there with Minka Fitzpatrick and a Malik Hooker, if he can stay healthy, that would give you a lot more flexibility. And Terrell Evans could help you a lot more in the slot and not put as much pressure on another one of those young guys having to step up and fill into that role. Now you can sort of have him do that while Cam Sutton lines up outside and then occasionally bring in James Pierre or Shakur Brown or any of those guys um, helping out of that spot. But I'm right with you. Edge rusher is the concern because whether or not, like let, let's say TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith go all, all 17 games play and play all of those games, never get injured. You're still going to need guys to come in and spell for them in the middle of the game. And Keith Butler basically said as much in minicamp when minicamp started, we talked to him Tuesday and that, this was my article that I wrote for DK Pittsburgh sports.com. You know, he basically said when we asked him, like, hey, like, what's the plan for depth? Because, you know, Cassius only played really like a game or two last year and, you know, didn't really put up much of a performance. And Quincy Roche is a rookie. Well, you know, what's the plan there? And he was like, well, you know, he gave the standard like, well, we're expecting guys to step up. But then he was he was like, you know, that's going to be up to Mike and Kevin. And we were and it was kind of like, okay, that's basically him saying, yeah, there's they're going to go get somebody. I'm just not going to worry about that and worry about working with the guys I have in the room because I can't control those factors. But, Adam, I I think they know they need help on on the edge rusher, uh, because even if the guys are healthy, you need to make sure they're fresh. And Keith Butler even said. You know, the Steelers, you need to have your guys the freshest at the start of the fourth quarter because oftentimes he called it nut cutting time. That's when you want them fresh. And if you're a defensive, if you're an edge rusher and you're firing off the ball all game long, you're going to get tired when by the time the 50th snap comes around. And then that's when you, they need you at your best. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, that's kind of why it, why it jumps out to me. And, um, you know, there's also part of this too, Chris, just going back to the draft where, um, you know, kind of in hindsight, I feel like it was kind of impossible for them to to plug all of their holes. And I think we're in the, a similar situation now. They brought in some of these guys, but you don't know how fast they're going to make impacts. Right. So that leaves you with, OK, what veterans can we plug in here? Um, and I think the reality is no matter what they do, they're not going to be able to plug every hole. They, you know, kind of made their bet with Juju Smith-Schuster, spending that amount of money on him when he many people see him kind of as a luxury item for this offense. Um, You know, they've put a lot of eggs in the offensive uh, basket and that's going to have to cover some of the warts and and the holes they have. They're not going to be the deepest team. That's going to be, you know, if, if everything goes well for them in the mix this year, Um, they're going to have to rely on some things to go well. 
um, or they're going to have to rely on this offense to finally get clicking to maybe cover, cover up some of those warts that maybe weren't there last year on defense, at least for the bulk of the season. Absolutely. And, and again, they have money. They have over $7 million in cap space right now. They can go get uh, maybe a guy or two. Um, and I, I also talked about this last week with our guys, D9 Pietro and Josh Axelrod, just talking about them and saying, and saying like, Hey, like they, they know they have the money to make moves, but they also don't want to spend it until they absolutely have to, because if they had done that in 2017, they wouldn't have gotten a chance at a Joe Hayden uh, because he got cut by the Browns, like right in the right, right before training camp. So um, there are guys out there though, that are interesting already, you know, Morgan Moses, he's kind of being talked to for big money um, and offensive tackle. Um, and then there's obvious guys, you know, Steven Nelson still hasn't signed with anybody, but you know, that bridge is burnt. He ain't coming back to Pittsburgh. Um, but then there's, there's guys that poke up a little bit of interest. There's Melvin Ingram, the edge rusher from the Chargers, still out there. Justin Houston, the edge rusher from the Colts, both of those guys, 32 years old, but you put them in for a year, maybe they're doing something there. Um, Olivier Vernon's still available as an edge rusher. You still got Trent Murphy from the bills at 30 years old. Um, and then, you know, if you want help in the secondary, Nickel, Roby Coleman, Brian Poole, two slot guys that could help you out right away. Um, and you still got, you know, other safety options like, uh, like Kenny Vaccaro um, and, you know, just players around the board, there's answers in free agency. It's just about prioritizing who you want to get. Absolutely. And as, yeah, it's like we said, you know, there's there's going to be holes you can fill. You just can't fill all of them, and, and right. they're going to be making bets in some places, and that's okay. You know, I think this is a team that's, um, you know, has been bit in a, in a lot of ways by injuries pretty badly, and you know they've got to be due at some point for one of one of these years where, you know, things do go more according to the plan, or or at least you don't have anything catastrophic like a Devin Bush or a Bud Dupree situation um, where they're gone and they're not coming back, and you don't even get to have them out there at. 80 85 percent which is still better than you know some of these guys who might be available so you know I, at some point i feel like the injury luck is, is going to turn around for this team um obviously you're going to have the longer schedule so other teams are going to have maybe more warts as well um you know i don't i don't think it's the end of the world but i think it's going to be pretty difficult to get to that point where you look around at every position and say okay we're set here we're good um that's just just not the nature of a salary capped league and especially uh, you know, for a team that has a quarterback, you know, a franchise quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, at least for one more year um, and has all those weapons, you know, on the outside, you know, you're just you're just not going to get to that point where you're completely comfortable all the time. Right. I mean, look at the Chiefs. They're, they're the they're the, the gold standard right now. Of what you want to how to how you want to build your team. And they got bit by the injury bug at the end of the season. You saw they had no offensive line to fight in the Super Bowl and, and got hammered by the Buccaneers. Um, so it's, it's part of the nature of the game. Um, it just, uh, it happens. Uh, but, um, you know, that's where, uh, you know, that, that's where the Steelers, maybe they could get some fortune to roll their way. Um, but uh, we'll be, uh, we're going to, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to Adam about Dwayne Haskins hype, because that is, um, that that is something that everyone's been talking about how he's playing we'll get to that right after this you need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day but also be good for you that's where built bar comes in 
Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisps. There's so much to enjoy. And also, don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, locked on in their how did you hear about us section so that they can know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm Chris Carter here with Adam Bittner of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Now, we've done a lot of talking about free agents and who the Steelers might be looking at, but there's a guy on the roster right now who they signed uh, to basically like a futures contract, reserve contract, whatever, Dwayne Haskins, first-round pick that, you know, that the Washington tried to trade him. No one wanted him. He went, hit free agency. The Steelers signed him for like 800000 you know, nothing for a quarterback. Um, but he's been the hype, Adam. Everyone's been talking positively about him in Pittsburgh. You know, anytime we ask a Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron, uh, a, even Ben Roethlisberger, everyone has, has said some really positive things about him. Mike Tomlin, of course, being reserved. He's like, you know, I'm still getting to know the guy, but you know, I'm liking what I'm talking there. Um, there's a sense of excitement that maybe there could be a quarterback battle in this upcoming training camp with Mason Rudolph, because a lot of Pittsburgh fans seem to have reserved that he's just not the guy. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm, I've not been a big, big Mason Rudolph guy. Um, you know, I think he has potential, but he's, you know, more so you want him to be your number two quarterback more so than the number one, but Adam, what's your stance on Dwayne Haskins as a QB and what's the what's your real look at, you know, what he actually could be for this Steelers offense? Well, I think it's kind of, you know, what you said, how you set it up there is, is great because, um, you know, I, I feel like Mason Rudolph is not a number one. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, where we were sitting here after Ben Roethlisberger got injured. And I think there was um, probably a segment of the fan base that, you know, I don't want to say they were excited that Ben Roethlisberger got hurt, but I think they were excited to see something else back there and and maybe imagine the future at the beginning and then you got mason rudolph and you got doc hodges and we went through that experience um and we did you know we have gotten to see mason rudolph since um a little bit you know and and you know maybe not the most meaningful spots at times but you know we've seen him out there and 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 he's just not inspired confidence and and you know maybe if he goes into a season as the unquestioned starter and um you know he can he can get all the good reps in practice and and all of that maybe 
maybe you see something that you haven't to this point, but um, I feel like he is more of a known commodity at this point, And I feel like the ceiling is lower. I don't, I don't think it's going out on a, you know, on a limb to say <laughs> that, that, um, that he's the safe option that, that, you know, maybe you can, maybe you can go out there and, and expect to win eight, nine, 10 games with him. Um, but is he, is he going to be the difference maker who, who makes the difference in those big games late in the season? I don't know that we've seen that. And I think with Haskins, I think that's where a lot of the hope is, is that he could flame out. He could be, you know, the big arm Christian Hackenberg type who just, you know, <laughs> flames out, or he could, you know, maybe he could be in, in the right system and with the, with the right support structure with a quality franchise like the Steelers, um, you know, maybe this is a place that he can have success and have a ton of upside. So I think those are, you know, kind of the two things that we'll watch play out um, is that you have this guy with upside and you have this guy who's probably a little bit more limited in what he can do. Um, and, and what do the Steelers want out of their backup and what do they want out of the heir apparent to Ben Roethlisberger? Um, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be fun to watch because I don't think that they're, I think they're very different guys. And I think, watching them go head to head and seeing what the Steelers think of them is going to be interesting. And it's going to tell us maybe if neither of them ends up being the guy, um, if they, if they have a preference between the two, if they, if they prefer one over the other, it might tell us a lot about what they want from possibly that next guy, um, whether it's a veteran, whether it's someone in the draft. So, um, you know, I guess this is almost an interesting possible proxy battle, even as much as it's interesting as in terms of these guys competing to possibly succeed Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, that, that's sort of what this is. You know, this is kind of it's like we're not sure if they're the successor, but this is a chance to see if they are. But if they're not, there's probably going to be other moves that get made. Right. Like this isn't this isn't the definite like, OK, yeah, who wins this battle this year? This you're you're the future of the franchise. There's a there's a lot that this is kind of like you said a, I said a proxy where I think I like that metaphor. That's a pretty good way to say it. Just the way the way this is set up, you know, the Steelers aren't in a desperation mode yet because Ben stuck around another year. And with their salary cap next year, them them having over seventy million dollars in space, technically they won't be in desperation mode even if he retires next year and they don't think that their guy is Mason or Dwayne. They can look in the draft and say, okay, can we get a guy you know somewhere in the draft with a reasonable uh, uh, draft and uh, capital investment, or do we go and just trade for one, sign one in free agency? There's a lot of quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks that moved around the league this past offseason. So the Steelers got options right now, and that's the that's the positive thing for their offense right now. But the one thing I caution fans about with Dwayne Haskins, because uh, some people are already anointing him and say he's going to be the number two quarterback. As much as I like th- things about Dwayne Haskins, he has elements to he has a big arm he has a, he has the body type and when he keys in on something he is he, he can be really on point as a quarterback but when he when when he's fooled when he when the defense shows one thing and and then and then goes to another thing when he's tricked into what you know what disguised coverage it is you see him come out of his element very quickly you see more mistakes um you also don't see consistent fundamentals at times those are all different things that um, that that have to be taken into account if you're the Steelers and, you know, really what he's going to have to face this year. Because Mason Rudolph, yes, he has a new offensive coordinator, but he, he also has experience with these players, experience with this organization, knows what the expectations are of him here. You know, Dwayne Haskins talked about how, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers put football first is kind of like a veiled shot at 
the Washington football team. And that's understandable. They've been a horribly run organization for a long time, but now you don't got that excuse no more. You're with the, you're with an organization that's won six Super Bowls. That's that's always been competitive. That has a high pedigree head coach. Uh, not that Ron Rivera wasn't, but you know all those things are out the window. He has to deliver, and it's going to be about how he delivers week in and week out in these training camp practices when we're looking at who's the more prepared quarterback in this in this preseason. Yeah, and I think it's also a possibility that they'll they'll like the they'll like the things they see out of him in training camp, um, and if, yep. if they keep him on the roster, you know that might speak to what happens next year. You know, going into you know he may not be really part of the picture this year. It may it may be a year of developing behind Ben, um, you know, learning the offense, learning the players, um, and and then and then maybe he's in a better position to compete than he is now. Um, so I you know I think it's very possible that that Mason may be the best option as a number two if something happens to Ben for this year. But again, like we said, he doesn't have the upside. Maybe when we're this time next year, we're saying, okay, maybe Haskins does have the upside and maybe he has the ability to show it now um, where, where Mason may hit a ceiling. Um, so I think just whether if he sticks on the roster, I think that tells you immediately that they see something in him that's worth keeping him around for. Um, and then, and then, that maybe sets up something next year. But I think if, you know, if, if Ben goes down in week two again, you know, like he did a year ago, I don't think Haskins is necessarily going to be ready to be the guy to step in. I, um, I think it's, I, I think it's probably still going to be Mason, but I don't think that that's the end of the story, I guess is what I'm saying. I hear that right there. There's a lot of things to watch. We will be keeping you abreast of those things right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Adam, thanks so much for being uh you know for being on the show it's always great to have you here we have some great conversations on the pittsburgh steelers right here let people know they can find you follow you and get more of your work hey i'm on uh twitter at fujimaster24 f-u-g-i and then you can also find all my work on the steelers and all of our other pittsburgh sports teams um on post-gazette.com obviously jerry dulac ray fittipaldo brian Batko. They do a great job for us covering the Steelers every day. They've been down on the south side, down in Heinz Field, all through OTAs and minicamp. Um, so they do great work. So definitely check them out as well. Awesome. Please do that and support those guys. You can also listen to the Locked on Steelers podcast anywhere podcasts are hosted. I'm Chris Carter, the host. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Um, if you want to read my work, I'm at DKPittsburghSports.com covering pit football, pit basketball, and the Pittsburgh Steelers all right there. Remember to subscribe. Also, happy belated Father's Day for all the fathers out there. Um, hope everyone got to spend time with their families and loved ones. Um, and uh, also, if you're enjoying the show, please rate us five stars. Leave us a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the program. And when you do both at the same time, you get a shout out at the end of the show. Thanks so much for people who have done that. We're going to be back tomorrow with Tony Serino for a Tony Tuesday. Keeping the live week going. Thanks again to Adam. We'll talk to you tomorrow.